Welcome to Dad's Community, our first podcast. So this could be a good laugh, strap yourself in, could be some failures, but we don't talk call them failures, we only call them learnings, don't we? So exactly. for me, I guess um, this Dad's Community, what, 2.4k of dads, well, around Australia, around the world, which is incredible. And I think it's really important to have this uh, Dad's Community podcast out there so we can have dads on board talking about themselves, um, their challenges, their relationships with their kids. Um, work, friends, mateship, mental health, everything above and beyond what it is to be a dad. So um, for us, um, dad's community is something special. It's flourishing, it's growing, but why not share it with other dads and get them to share it instead of hearing my voice everywhere. So <laughs> I think that would be quite special. So our first guest today is Rob. So welcome, Rob Poor, mate. Be a bloody legend. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Steve, yeah. especially on this first one, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, cheers, my man. And so the first question I've got for you, mate, is basically tell us a bit about yourself, bro. Yeah, so I'm a single dad to a nine-year-old girl. Uh, her name is Sophie, which I'll be referencing uh, quite a bit later in this podcast. Um, I work in finance. So I'm a business relationship manager. Um, and yeah, that's basically me at the moment. Yeah, brilliant, man. So tell me what was life like before you found the dad's community? Before I found yeah. Dad's community, it was um, I, I would say it was more of a roller coaster. Mm. Like I, um, if I look back, so my daughter's nine years old now. So yeah. if I look just on that sort of nine years as being a dad, I think um, I had my good days and my bad days. Um, and so prior to joining the Dad's community. I wasn't conscious or aware of um, some of the issues or how to articulate some of my struggles. I didn't have the support or network um, around me. So, yeah, before, you know, I had my struggles. Um, you know, one of the big ones was my career um, and my finances um, and then maintaining the energy levels, um, being a dad. Um, but... Yeah, it was never bad. It was just more of a roller coaster is probably the best way to just describe it. So would you find there just wasn't, I guess, consistency for you? There was probably a lot more lows, a few occasionally a high here and there, but it was just that consistency in life, I guess, for you, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was, wasn't just being aware of it. Like I just, I think probably the best way to describe it was comfortable a lot of the time. Mm. And then once you start getting comfortable, you actually start, your energy levels, your, your life just starts mm. slowly decreasing over time. Mm. So for me personally, it was just a lot more comfortable and then you kind of realise when things are going bad, it's like, oh, you don't realise how bad it was. Mm. So yeah. So for me, this is exactly exactly why I probably started the community is I want dads to, I guess, be out of their, their comfort zone. I want them to grow. I want them to find the potential as a dad, as a man, as a human being they can find and I guess um, you've talked about exactly that because that's who I was in my marriage. I was comfortable. I wasn't growing. Um, I wasn't levelling up. Um, I was being isolated. Um, my social anxiety was through the roof. And, uh, yeah, for me, I was actually going backwards probably than going forwards because my confidence was less and less over the years. And uh, the dad's community, what's done for me, has brought me out of comfort zone completely, always uncomfortable each and every day because there's no blueprint for this dad's community. And that's what I see when you, Rob, is every single day, mate, you're levelling up, you're in that uncomfort zone and you're growing each and every day. Some days are really great, some days are low. But that's the life, bro. That's, that's the life of the joy of the journey is that growth 
and that growth mindset is heavily heavily important bro so yeah i absolutely love that man and, and i think that's really important to touch on because i do still have my lows but i never let it be two days in a row yeah so i'm quite conscious that when i do have a bad day i will need to readjust or reset whatever it may be yep and then it's just making a conscious effort the following day that i'm i'm not gonna do that again i'm gonna move on up and correct so for me personally is you just don't sit in that lie you could you know you give it a bit of a beige of time your own little beige of a moment where you go okay it was a shit day shit moment you know that was a complete fuck up sorry for the swear words but we're dads that's who we are and uh for me yeah it's just literally just being kind to yourself and go okay you know what i gave life a crack you know and i i may have you know stuffed up in this moment but at least i gave it a crack so you know, learn from it, grow from it, and then just become a better person for it, I think. So I think that's the most important part. Because what I see is with us dads is if there's anyone more self-critical of themselves, it's us dads, us men. No one needs to criticise us at all. Because yeah. <laughs> the shit that goes through our head, man, is like it's, it's, we're over-analysing, we're over-critical, we're overthinking. And I think the sooner we can shift through that, you know, the sooner we can move on and grow and just develop and, and, you know, reach our potential and be the best man, dad, partner we can be, boss, employee, whatever it may be. We just can't sit in it for too long. So um, next question I came for you, I guess, is what made you look for the dad's community or how did you come across it? Yeah, so I joined uh, the dad's community at the start of the year and I was off the back of um, several factors. So one you were posting regularly yep. in the sort of community pages on the north mm. side of Brisbane, which yep. I was a part of, obviously. Um, and I thought at the time, that looks like a good idea. Mm. But at the same time, I thought, that's a bit weird. Mm. A bunch of random guys going to a park, didn't really know what was going on. And then the kind of the trigger that sort of made me join the group was I went through um, another separation, um, another breakup. Yep. Um, it kind of escalated fairly quickly. Mm. Um, and at the same time, um, the build-up um, to that relationship um, falling apart was I'm a, a weekend dad. I have my daughter every weekend. And when you're in that sort of weekend dad sort of stage, um, my daughter's at an age now where she wants to have friends with, with kids around her age, you know. Mm. She wants to be doing those things in the weekends. And unfortunately, because I wasn't doing the school pickups and drop-offs during the week and making those friendships and building those relationships, it came to the weekend and, you know, we didn't have... She didn't have play dates to go on mm. or sleepovers or just those normal kids' things. Like, you know, we still did things together. Mm. Um, and so the reason I brought that up is... There were several factors, but the, the main one was because I was going through that relationship breakdown. I didn't realise how lonely and, mm. and, you know, that I was by myself at the time. Yep. And I really wanted to start making some friends. I was just like, I need to get out of my comfort zone, go to one of these barbecues, go to one of these catch-ups, try and meet some like-minded dads um, and, and make some friends for my daughter. <laughs> and... You know, for myself as well, it would have been nice. And mm. I've been able to do that through the dad's community. Mm. And I think my first post was in that I posted on the dad's community. I sort of watched it for a week or two. And then things sort of escalated and I, I needed help desperately. Mm. And I reached out to the community. And, you know, I asked, you know, could someone help me move house mm. on really short notice? Um, and I just had... Uh, a bunch of dads that I'd never spoken to, never met in my life, didn't know from a bar of soap, 
had given nothing to reaching out to me, offering, you know, trailer, mm. labour, you know, an ear to, you know, talk through, because mm. obviously that po- that particular post I was pretty broken, it was a bit messy. Mm. And ironically, uh, what I needed at the time, or what I thought I needed at the time was I needed some dads to come over and just help me move. Mm. I couldn't see how I could move a house by myself. Mm. Um, but what I actually needed mm. was I just needed to know that I wasn't alone. Mm. So even though I had all these wonderful men um, you know, give me a like and, and comment and reach out, you know, privately mm. to, to offer support and help. I didn't actually end up taking any of them up on it, but I realised the power of mm. a community. Yep. And and that, and, you know, probably one of my hardest points mm. in my life. Um, and then secondly to that, it was also like, it made it so much better, like just having that, that network around me. And, it, and I wasn't alone. And so then that Wednesday morning um, that I moved the house, even though I did it by myself in the end, I just knew I had an army behind me. And so, you know, it, it uplifted me. So from that point on, I've been very conscious that mm. if I can return the favour in any way, whether it be a comment, mm. you know, holding space, whatever it may be, just reaching out. So those were the sort of the two factors, is, is building that friendship and mm. getting that support I suppose yeah see that's beautiful mate because I know when obviously I was going through my marriage um I found myself probably more isolated than ever and it wasn't my my wife my wife or the kid's mum's fault at the time it was (coughs) mine and um yeah look at the end of the day like I just wished I had a community of like-minded dads that um were able to help me out and there wasn't really much out there you know so and then obviously I went through the marriage separation and for me, you know, being, I guess, isolated, alone, you know, I had to do this journey myself. And obviously there's a big reason, again, why I started this community for dads, you know, because I don't want anyone else going through a similar thing. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like I, I just smile. I can't shut up about the, the community because <laughs> there's some, like, incredible, beautiful dads, generous, kind um, would give their heart and soul for other men, and uh, I think that's that's such a beautiful a beautiful thing. And I guess it's, this sort of leads into the next question I'm looking at now is, what do you love most about the dads community? And I guess how it's personally has benefited you on your journey. You touch base a bit about the the move, and people making I guess making you feel not you're not alone, as well. So for me, obviously that's that's a touching point. But I know it's done so much more as well for you. So uh, what else has it done? And I think the biggest thing for me, like the, the way I see the dads community is that it's, it's really diverse mm. and it's and it is kind of what you need it to be. Where it's benefited me the most is is everyone that I'm connecting to. At the end of the day, everyone's got their challenges. But at the end of the day, they just want to be better men and better dads. Mm. And so the conversations I have, you know, if I look at some of my conversations with my work colleagues or some mm. of my friends prior, it might have been about, you know, a sports game on the weekend mm. or, um, you know, troubles at home or what mm. you're cooking for dinner. You know, the conversations for me now are, you know, what, what are you doing on your personal development? You know, mm. what are you doing to be a better dad? What are your challenges? Mm. So for me, it's, um, it's accountability as mm. well. Big part of it is accountability and, get, and being able to give back. 
been able to support, mm. giving without expectation. Yeah. So it's it's so many things, but mm. you know, for me the, the the big thing with the community at the moment is the support that it gives other dads. Mm. And it's funny now because I look at some of the posts and, and it it's, might be like a, a relationship issue or it might be a parenting issue or it might be a financial, it might be a mental health issue. Yeah. And why I personally can't relate to that exact scenario or that situation yeah. that that bloke's going through, there's some aspect or some gauge that mm. I, I can relate to it, whether it be mm-hmm. financial, mental, physical, parenting, relationship, or like all those things that guys go through generally. So... I think it's really, really important to have this community because mm. one of the things I've kind of realised in my life is it's it's almost impossible to do things by yourself. Yep. Like, it is not weak to seek support and it might just be a le- you know an ear to listen to or, you know, whatever it may be. So, yeah, this, this community is, is so much. And what I love about that is... You know, you can't do it alone as a dad. You know, as a man, firstly, becoming into adulthood, there's enough pressure in the world, yeah? Then you've got these kids that rely on you to be able to live, like, and provide these kids opportunities to, I guess, flourish in life. And then you're a partner to someone. And there's more pressures because now these days you're not just expect to provide, but you're expected to be a very hands-on dad, a very hands-on partner as well and a really good communicator and you know at the end of the day there's only so much time in a day and for us you know there's obviously we only know so much you know it's in this past there's trauma there's conditioning there's environments there's all sorts of things that are happening in our world and I don't blame dads for feeling overwhelmed at times and shutting down because it sometimes seems too much and that's the power of a community because then you're going to have dads who have either gone through what you've gone through it shows it is possible to be able to level up as a dad, as a man, and, and be able to get through it all, that have gone through it, that have failed, have learned from their mistakes, that are willing to pass it on as well and uh, hold space for each other. And like you said, it's such a dynamic group of people or dads from all vast backgrounds. But again, it might be different situations, but when you've got 2,400 dads minimum, which is growing on a daily rate, it's going to be dads out there that have experienced that person's moment when they've reached out. And that's the most powerful thing is because it's dynamic. Like, you know, you could doesn't matter what background they're from. Yeah. And for me, we all have the same range of emotions, yeah? yeah? And being a dad, like, yeah, it's the most beautiful thing in the world, but, gee, it has its challenges. And... The conversations I've noticed at these meetups and through the Facebook and behind the scenes with these dads, they're not negative, they're not toxic, they're actually really positive and uplifting and, like, honestly, it's just keeping each other to a higher standard because, you know, they want the best for each other. You know, we're outcome-driven, you know, we want that dad to succeed in life. We don't want him to fail. So the conversations are beautiful conversations that you hear, you know, wrapping your your arm around someone saying, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, things will be okay. If you need me, I'm here. You know, I'll come around, I'll see you. My phone's available. It's open. You know, message me, whatever it may be. Let's just hang out and connect. Our kids hang out well, and we'll just connect. Yeah, it's beautiful, ain't it, mate? And I, th- and I think just expanding on that, you, you touched on um, a provider. I'm yep. um, a little bit ashamed of saying this now, but mm. 
um, when I first had my daughter, I had quite a warped view on, on what a dad was. Yes. And that was the main thing in my head was I was the provider. So, mm. you know, I was going to work, I was working long mm. hours, mm. and then I'd come home to my um, Sophie's mum and, you know, I'd, I'd wonder why, you know, dinner wasn't on the table <laughs> or things hadn't been cleaned. And, mm. you know, we had a daughter with reflux and she... Mm. She basically just didn't spend a whole year like not sleeping. So mm. the thing that I've kind of realised now, especially within the community, when when you see dads reach out and they're you know whatever it may be, then you've got a wealth of experience, like mm. a bunch of wisdom, because there is, you know, the world is changing, mm. but there's no guide to how to be a a, a a man these days or or a good father and all the rest. Mm. So I find having that experience within the group as well, mm. and it doesn't matter who it is. Like if someone reaches out with 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 something, mm. then you'll have sort of ten different perspectives or you know solutions or mm. you know options to it as well. So you know another big part of it for me as well mm. is their experience. Mm. You've got two thousand four hundred dads with all mm. sorts of experience, ranging from you know very new to that sort of dad mm. sort of area and. And guys that have, you know, got grandkids as well. So, you know, mm. even more wealth of experience from all different backgrounds. So that's another big part for me. And I think that's powerful because you could talk about wisdom. Now, wisdom comes through experience a lot and maturity. And um, that only it comes through giving life a crack, I guess. And we're all new at life, so we're all learning, aren't we? So for me, looking at it is sometimes it's incredible having some of these, you know, granddads or older fathers in there as well because... Um, or, you know, dads that have just got recently gone through what you've gone through and, you know, you'll be heightened as dads. We're heightened in that emotion when we're going through stuff. But when they can just smile at you or, or whatever on, online on Facebook and say, hey, bud, it's going to be okay, I promise you. Just give it time and patience. Yeah. Everything will be okay. And they're just so calm about it. And that just gives you that self-relief, like, and go, yeah, okay, yeah, it is going to be fine. You know, this dad's been through it and he seems legit when he says that. So for me, that's, a, that's an incredible thing, brother. So... Um, the next thing I'm going to touch base on is your beautiful daughter, Sophie. Incredible young lady. Like, she's a character. She's got sass, man. But, um, yeah, she's, in, she's awesome. And for my question is, what do you love most about being a dad to your beautiful daughter, Sophie? The biggest thing for me mm. is she's given me purpose. Yep. Like, prior to having her, I was a little bit immature. Mm. Didn't really have a sort of a goal or, you know, an outlook, but she, she's given me purpose. I like a lot of what I do in my life is directed on yep. on her and her future. So, you know, 10 years ago, I might have been thinking what was happening on the weekend. Mm. Now I'm thinking of, you know, what high school she's going to go to, mm. setting her up financially, mm. um, you know, what her emotions are. And it's made me um, personally become a better human being. You know, my values, um, I have to live now. And I, you know, in part on her, you know. So, man, she's amazing. Like, it, it is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and I'm just so, so blessed to have her. Yeah. For me, I, I agree totally, mate. Like, I was the most immature dad, like, man, before being a dad. So, like... I thought I was quite mature, but I was far from it, you know. Like, I had no purpose, no wine, no drive, nothing, mate. And, you know, I just liked to party, you know, a bit of a ladies' man. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't 
<laughs> just not the not the man or dad I am today. And my kids give me purpose, drive, my why. You know, it's um, they keep me challenged. You know, they they test me, but my kids are my biggest teachers. They literally are, because they test me all the time. They challenge me to be a better human being each and every day, not just for me personally as a dad, but also as a co-partner to their mum as well. You know, we have our ups and downs. You know, it, it is challenging at times. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm trying to be a bigger and better person for my kids to see that their dad is someone who's kind, compassionate, loving. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I just want to be that shining example for them. Because I want to be the dad that, you know, my daughter aims to, you know, go and date another man who's a high-quality, high-quality man. You know, and I know that their daughters will always compare, you know, that man to their their dad, you know. So I love her to meet even a better man than the man I am, mate. So, and my son, you know, I just want him to see just a respectful, respectful man, you know, someone who treats their mum good, you know, treats their daughter, his sister good and uh, treats other men good as well. I think what's really powerful about our meetups and the in-person events we have is my son and my daughter seeing us men and dads connecting and actually having really deep, open conversations, holding space for each other, giving each other a hug, you know, being you know, emotionally connected. And if that's the standard he's seeing and the standard my daughter's seeing each and every time, they're not going to know any different because you are a product in the environment you're around. We're very fortunate to have our kids in that environment. So it's a beautiful thing, mate. So I just saw a touch base on that. It's, uh, you know, the great thing about that is it opens up conversations for us, mate. So, um, okay, so here's, here's one as well. So what are some of the challenges you have as a dad and how did you overcome them as well? So I guess challenges as a dad can, uh, yeah, they're, they're full on, mate. So name some for me, brother. Man, there's... Challenges can come in all all aspects of life, like challenges is um, maintaining energy when I have my daughter. Mm. Challenges can come in my career and my work. Challenges come in you know, my physical and my mental uh, well-being. Mm. You know, I have challenges every, every day, mm. um, but I think it's important when those challenges coming up. Like one of the things that I've kind of started working on now is Try and write those challenges down. Mm. Be quite conscious, mm. as you sort of mentioned earlier, not not sitting in that that challenge and being aware and just writing an action plan. Because mm. uh, as you know, action is the cure. So as those challenges come up, you know, come up, mm. um, and it really depends on the situation. Like you know, if I look at my um, separation, my co-parenting relationship with um, Sophie's mum, you know, early on those sort of stages, it was. Um, you know, one of the challenges was was my ego um, and reacting to certain scenarios, mm. and that took a l- that took time to work through. Mm. Um, but it's just so, you know, challenge like when it comes to that particular challenge, what I kind of realised at the time was I didn't need to respond straight away. Um, you know, I could. Just give it time. If it wasn't urgent, if my daughter's not in hospital, she's not dying, well, I don't mm. need to respond then. Take a breather, walk away, breathe through it, and, and then you know, respond to it. Mm. Career, you know, mm. 
my career has been over the last sort of mm. five or six years has been really challenging. I did mm. a, you know, when I went through my separation, mm. I went through a, you know, a, a career change. Mm. I went from baking to finance. Um, so it, it's just being conscious of when those challenges are and not putting your head in the sand. Mm. Like, and that's something that I've done in the past is I've just put my head in the sand mm. and just ignored those challenges. Mm. They don't resolve themselves, unfortunately. No, they, they just get bigger. Exactly. And they get, actually get worse. Mm. Like, I don't think there's any scenario when I've mm. actually, you know, took a challenge on or accepted it or, or tried to deal with it in some way. Mm. What made it worse mm. was not dealing with, with, you know, whatever that challenge may be. So, yeah. I guess, and guess for me, just sharing my experience as a dad and the biggest challenges I have, uh, for me, obviously, you know, am I providing enough to my children? You know, am I giving enough? Am I spending enough quality time? Am I present enough? And, you know, but I think the biggest thing for me is just being aware when I do screw up, you know, like, for example, give you, a, um, you know, I think I've shared this with you and, you know, my daughter was at me in my ear, in my ear and I snapped at her, like I yelled at her. And the first thing she did is she, she goes, to Dad, she goes, I feel, I don't feel safe. You know, and I was like, I was devastated because I never do that, mate. Like, so it's about owning it, you know, looking in the eyes and going, you know, Dad is sorry, he won't do that again. You know, be, continue to be a better dad. But it's not just saying it in life, it's taking action and showing her in person that you are being better. And that's huge. Mm. Showing because I I hear people say oh, I'm sorry or mm. I'm going to be better, but act, actually act, acting on it mm. is so important. And I realise, and this is what I've learned even through past relationships and even my daughter with females. You know, once you break their trust, you know that safe space. It's it's really hard to get back. You know, they it, they literally. We'll forget about the last 10, 20 years of how brilliant you've been in that moment. You've just broken their trust. It, it's literally you can say anything and everything, but they need to see you take action and be consistent in it. And that's where you become a real man is, you know, showing them, you know, taking action, working hard at being a better person. Absolutely. So I think that's really, truly important, mate. So, well, let's get on to the next one. And for me, looking at this, this is where your niche is, brother, like... I actually look up to you in this area because you're well ahead in this area for me is, uh, you know, co-parenting. You know, I've only, what, three years into my co-parenting relationship with the kid's mother. I still have my challenges. I still have my ups and downs. I still try and be the best human being I can be, but I, I'm not always perfect. And seeing you, who's a few years ahead of me in that area, and hearing your wisdom in that area, absolutely love it. So. Yeah, absolutely, like I froth on it, brother. So, um, yeah, for me, I want to hear more about that from you. So the question I've got for you is obviously we see the struggles of co-parenting and split family homes in the dad's community. And I know it's such a high emotional time and I was once there with these dads and I know how easy it can be to snap and be personal or react more than anything to situations, especially with words, etc. Um, and we see, obviously, you know, children get involved as well, um, which which is really hurtful at times. So I guess for us is hearing some wisdom from you around co-parenting, the stuff you've learnt, you know, I guess, also the stuff, you know, that, you know, you've put in place 
and letting them know that it, it can work out, you know. So, yeah, so tell us a bit about it, brother. I think the best, the best piece of advice that I got um, really early on in my separation was, and it was just an offhanded comment by a, a good high school friend, mm. He just said to me, he goes, you do realise you're going to have to have a relationship with her for mm. the you know, for the next like 20 plus years. Mm. And for whatever reason, mm. just that comment, you know, I was at those initial months, don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, I have not been perfect. Mm. I've done some things that I'm not proud of and mm. I wish I could go back on as well. But mm. at the same time, I learnt from those things. And, he, and just that, that realisation right at that time was relationships over, Probably, probably never going to get back together. Yep. But the biggest thing for me was I wanted to be in my daughter's life. That was my number one priority. I wanted to be in my daughter's life. You know, I wanted to, at the time, I wanted to be 50-50. I wanted to, you know, I was thinking about the future. Like I wanted to be at her graduations. Mm. I wanted to be at her birthdays, her Christmases. And more importantly, like her, her life events, like when she was having kids or when she was getting married or when she was going through struggles or health issues or whatever it may be, I wanted both her mum and dad to be both of there. I never wanted, you know, Sophie to, you know, 20 years down the track, her parents hating each other and mm. I don't want to invite dad because mum and dad don't get along and all that sort of stuff. So the biggest thing for me is, was that sort of long-term vision and you've got to have that long-term vision. Like I see so many guys, you know, they, they'll say comment like, oh, you know, I separated three months ago and, you know, the kid's mum's not my best friend and she won't blah, 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 do this. So that's kind of irrelevant. You kind of need to think of the bigger picture and think longer term. That healing process for both of you will, will take time and it does take time. There is no quick fix mm. to, if you've been in a relationship, you've got kids, generally mm. you've been together for a long time. You've been intimate you know each other, so to work through those stages, so for me that, that earlier time was, you know, the first 12 months to 24 months, mm. you know, our interactions, while they're up and down, it was more, fo I my focus was on my daughter, mm. so if I was talking to her, um, my daughter's mum, like it was more around, I, you know, what's what Sophie had, you know, mm. what's, what's going on in Sophie's world, it wasn't my, you know, it, it didn't matter what she was doing in her personal life. I just wanted to be here, be happy. Mm. So that big focus, that big shift in, in my thinking of long term. So if it was a, a disagreement around, you know, what was happening in the weekend or what was happening in the week, mm. it just wasn't important in the bigger picture. I was thinking about that longer term because I, having that that long term vision, mm. I was like, it's not, doesn't need to be fixed today, doesn't mm. need to be fixed tomorrow. What I'm, what I'm aiming for is in five years, ten years' time, mm. twenty years' time, that we're you know we're in a respectful relationship and and we're mm. part of our daughter's life because, mm. end of the day, whatever happened between Sophie's mum and I, doesn't matter, you know, Sophie doesn't need to know what happened. It was mm. unfortunately we grew apart at the time, mm. um, but the important thing is she's got two parents that love her, mm. and I just want both of us to succeed in whatever that may look like. So yeah. it's definitely having that long-term vision. Yes, brother. Absolutely love that. And for me, yeah, like, you know, I was very fortunate at the time. It was about as soon as my my marriage ended, you know, obviously I was pretty frustrated, you know, because I always dreamt of 
you know, having a, a family under one household forever, you know, it was my dream and it ended. And, you know, I felt like a loser, a failure at that as well. So my self-esteem was quite low. My confidence was quite low, insecure, or what I call low vibrational emotions as well, frequency. And at the time, obviously my interactions with the kid's mum wasn't at its best, you know, because I wasn't thinking positive or I was highly vibrational with emotions and frequency and all that energy. And I had was lucky enough to invest myself into a coach at the time. And what he told me straight away is if you, you know, want this to be a successful co-parenting relationship, you have to train yourself to think positive about the kid's mum um, and be aware that obviously kids are watching every move, every word, every interaction, even your energy towards the kid's mum. And, you know, it was extremely hard at times, you know. Um, like for me, you know, obviously, you know, at times she wasn't quite nice to me, you know, and, you know, I didn't take that quite well, yeah, at the time. But I learned over time is that she has the kids nearly every, school, every day of the week. You know, she has work, she has pressures of life. You know, she deals with a lot more than myself as well. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to take the grunt of it. Is it fair? No. But is it all she knows? Yes. <laughs> but it's how I react in those moments and have a bit of compassion and empathy for her situation as well. <coughs> as a mum that's uh, got the kids quite often that are, we know kids are challenging and testing. And, you know, she's got her stuff she needs to work through herself, and she is, and incredibly proud of her for that. And for me, yeah, it's just like... I guess sometimes co-parent relationships have gone out of control and sometimes they're too far gone. Sometimes they're not. They can be saved as well through action. Like we said, action's the cure and being consistent and long-term in that. And, you know, for anyone who is going through a marriage separation, just honestly, as you've said, you know, kid-focused, long-term, kind and compassionate towards the kid's mum, no matter how she is towards you because you want those kids in your life. You know, and yeah, like our kids are our world. So let's not make it about us no. and the relationship we have with the kids' mum because I find the more stress I put on the kids' mum, where does that stress and energy go? It goes into my kids. Yeah. My kids don't feel safe at all and vice versa, you know. So protect your own energy, protect that co-parenting relationship with the kids' mum and protect that relationship with the kids with their own mum as well because... They've got their own beautiful relationship with their, their parents, their mum. I'm not going to affect that. I'm not going to say anything that's going to affect that relationship because they've built their own beautiful relationship. So I think that's quite important to harness and protect that and, and just keep focusing on ourselves, working on ourselves, and that's just a flow-on effect. So um, it's just going to you know work out in all areas of our life, mate. So, exactly. Yeah, which is incredible, brother. So um, I'm looking at this, mate. We're pretty much on to the last question, bro. And for this one, is there any last tips for being the best dad and a man you can be in this world? Any last tips? I think there is several things when it comes to being a dad and a co-parent. So one, one probably the most important thing that I've learned this year mm. is you have to be number one. Yep. So... Seven, you know, six years ago when I went through my separation, my entire focus was on my daughter. Mm. Um, and what happened in that scenario was 
you know, because I put all my energy in my daughter and she was my sole focus, mm. you know, when she went back to her mum's house, used to break me. When she made a comment about she wasn't happy or she wanted to talk mm. to mum on the phone or, you know, whatever it may be, because I had all my eggs in her basket, mm. like, it just ripped me apart. Mm. And then I've kind of shifted that and I've just, now I've realised that making me number one it, all every decision I make in my life is based around my daughter. Like she is still my north star. She's my guiding star mm. in everything that I do. But a lot more focus on myself, my mental, mm. my physical uh, well-being, mm. like working on myself, whatever that may look like, going to the gym mm. and so forth. And then just touching on that, what you mentioned around the co-parenting stuff. Mm. Like I do truly believe, and you've got to believe this. I don't mm. think it's too far gone in any any co-parenting relationship. You've got to have this attitude mm. as being kind and respectful. Mm. Because one of the things that I found is, and I'm not perfect in this, I and I look back on my own situation, mm. there is no interaction mm. where I've made a, a nasty remark or mm. said something negative or fought back. Has it ever had a positive outcome? Mm. Ever. Mm. And so why I mention that is, is like I don't ever talk about, and I don't do this, when she, you know, Sophie's not with me either, as I don't talk negatively about Sophie's mum, mm. and it's and it's working on myself. Mm. So the tip that I'd give any dad mm. would be work on yourself. Mm. Like if you're going through a relationship breakdown, if you're in a happy relationship or you're having your struggles, like mm. work on yourself, whatever that may be look like. Take mm. the time to work on yourself because when you do that, everything else will naturally work out. Yep. They'll feed off that energy. Mm. Love yeah. that, brother. Absolutely perfect. And, yeah, look, a few things for myself as well, I guess, is, you know, the blame game. I absolutely hate it. You know, yes, the other person isn't perfect at all, but sometimes projecting our own stuff onto them as well and vice versa, they're doing it as well. So the main thing, you know, being, I guess, a best man and best dad, any tips around this is just owning your stuff. Like, you know, two people make a, a marriage, two people make a failed marriage, you know, two people make a successful co-parenting relationship or a failed co-parenting relationship. So for me, the best, best tip is owning your stuff, you know, stop blaming others because it actually looks bad on you when you're blaming others, you know. It says more about the person that's speaking not well about someone else than the person they're speaking about, yeah. So for me, it's owning it, not blaming and then looking at your circle of friends and family, you know, for me, my life didn't get to where it gets to now until I looked at the right environment of people around me. You know, got some really good quality mates like that keep me accountable, that are really good communicators, that are vulnerable, own their stuff, take action. You know, they're just, just beautiful human beings with kind hearts and very compassionate. And then, you know, just being around people that inspire me as well. You know, I love being around people that inspire me and to be a better human being. <coughs> and uh, for me, you know, continually educating yourself too. You know, being a, a student of life I think is so important. And, you know, as soon as you do that, like you said, that personal development side of things, as soon as you start investing in yourself, like I've seen it with a couple of dads within the community, as soon as they've taken that, that road of personal development and they're te- teaching themselves as number one, and then in that growth mindset, gee, the flow and effect of the loved ones around them is a beautiful thing to see. 
and I've seen it because there's so many dads that go, and my relationship with my daughter and my son is so much better than my co-parent, my partner, and more importantly, their self, you know, they're just flourishing. So they're the best tips I can give also, mate. So, um, yeah, I really, I really hope... The dads really enjoyed this first podcast. Um, they only get better and better each time we do it. Practice makes perfect. And um, yeah, for the the dads or the mums or the anyone else that hears this podcast out there, please like and share it if you do love it. And um, it would mean the world to us. So anyway, I want to thank Rob for jumping on. It takes a lot of courage to pleasure, mate. to do this sort of thing. You know, speak openly and. Yeah, like it's. I'm just blessed to have incredible dads like yourself and others in my world. So, um, yeah, thanks, brother. Cheers, man. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Cheers, mate. No worries. <laughs>